Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Welcome back to Ghost. This week, we're going to look at the horoscope for May 28th through June 3rd, 2023. But I want to first acknowledge a trend I'm noticing in my inbox. So, you know, I get just tons of questions for the podcast, but I will just acknowledge and share that a massive theme that I'm seeing in the questions that you're asking me is around how to cope, how to cope with boundaries, how to cope with struggles around identity, sense of self, that kind of like heavy, sticky stuff. And whenever I see a big spike in a theme, I feel like it's important for me to acknowledge it because it may be valuable for you to know that if you're struggling with that stuff, you are not alone. Now, you know, there's an astrology to why so many of us are are struggling with these themes, and it has to do with Saturn being in Pisces alongside Neptune in Pisces, all the while Jupiter and Uranus are in Taurus. And That's just one level of an answer. But, you know, with all of this Piscean, Neptunian energy with Saturn and Neptune and Pisces, what we're going through is a time where we are questioning what's real, where we're struggling with our spirituality, with disassociation, with idealism. And it can bring up a lot of anxiety, feelings of futility, And also incline us to want to really just kind of like check out from hard things in the 3D and focus more on, you know, what's possible, what can be. And that actually can lead to depressive feelings and anxiety. Now, at the same time with Jupiter and Uranus and Taurus, there's this heavy emphasis on values in the 3D because while Pisces energies are mutable and air. So really think of Pisces energies as being like fog or mist. Taurus is fixed earth, right? So it's like, you know, if you're going to dig a hole, you got to get out a shovel. You can't just use your paws. It's, it's some pretty, it's some fixed earth, right? So when we're dealing with Jupiter and Uranus in Taurus, we're dealing with very material concerns. We're dealing with our values in a very material way. These two things happening at the same time on an individual level, it can lead to us feeling really paradoxical urges, needs, and impulses, which can make us feel split in parts, right? Fractured. And that's really rough. I just want to acknowledge that a lot of you, a lot of us are struggling and that there is this larger context that we can learn from astrology or, you know, from sociology, if that's your lens, right? to understand what is happening and to have the context that it's not just happening to you as an individual, although it is very personal and individual to you. It's also happening to a butt ton, if I may use a technical term, of individuals in the collective. So while it's not happening to everyone, while not everyone's feeling the same way, this is a collective condition and concern. And so I just want to give you this context. If you are feeling any of the things I've been mentioning, right? If you've been feeling overwhelmed or just like cut in too many directions, not sure how to navigate your relationships, your goals, the world itself, that's not completely bananas. And there are steps that you can take 
to cope with all of those things. But first and foremost, it's important to take a moment to create space in your life as much as you can, as much as makes sense for you, to be in your feelings, to not be trying to figure out what's wrong with you or how to fix things, but to actually be with your feelings without distractions, without pairing it with a narrative. Because Piscean energy requires presence and has a hard time with embodiment. So see if you can practice being with how you feel and being kind to yourself, giving yourself grace for having those feelings to emote in whatever way you need to emote. And then only after you have done that, after you've given yourself space to feel whatever you feel without narrative or distractions, then see what you can do to try to figure out your next best steps. Not the perfect answer, but the next best steps, right? Doing this isn't going to magically fix anything because, you know, there are no magic bullets, but it will help you to sustain the path ahead. And, you know, if you're just living your life tra-la-la and everything is hunky-dory for you, then maybe be aware that some of your friends, some of your coworkers, some of your neighbors may not be feeling that way because, you know, energy is a lot. So take care of yourself from the inside out, okay? And one final thing I'll add to this before we get deep into your horoscope is what I've been referring to is how you're feeling on an individual level, right? But it is important to keep in mind that there is a social and collective context to the level of anxiety, confusion, overwhelm, disorientation that so many of us are feeling. And that is because we are living through highly destabilized and destabilizing times where not only is the future uncertain, which is kind of a chronic condition of the future, but the present is so uncertain. And with all of this Piscean energy happening with Saturn and Neptune, we are going through a lot of cognitive dissonance around the state of the world. I'm not saying that's bad, and I'm certainly not saying it's good, but it's something to pay attention to. Because Pisces governs lots of things, including our intuition. And if you are at all an empath, if you are energetically sensitive at all, then you are likely feeling so much of the collective suffering that is happening in your country, in your state, in your city at this time. And so even if you don't think much about politics or social conditions, even if, you know, you think about it, but only about X and not about Y, you're still likely being impacted by collective energies and conditions. I mean, so much of what astrology is, is understanding that we are influenced by, you know, planets. (laughs) We are influenced by things that are very far from us, but part of our ecosystem. And within that, it's not much of a leap to understand how we are meaningfully influenced by others and influencing others because we are interconnected. I mean, as a species, we're pretty fucking terrible at being empathetic and responsible around that for each other in a consistent way. But our wellness, our suffering is interwoven, certainly on a spiritual level. And so if you are an empath, it is really a good time to be tracking what's happening in the world. So you have a chance to figure out what's affecting you because it may not be the immediacy of your personal life. It may be that you are being energetically influenced by the struggles of others. And honestly, that's not a bad thing. I mean, it's not easy. It's not fun. But being sensitized to our interconnection 
as much as it sure can be a liability on an experiential level, it's a gift. And it's a gift that we have for a reason. Okay, to your horoscope as promised. As I said, we are looking at the astrology of May 28th through June 3rd of 2023. And this week's horoscope kicks off on the 28th with an exact square between the sun and Saturn. And when I tell you this transit is a boner killer, I mean it murders boners. Just tiny hammer murders them. Okay, so at 3.46 a.m. Pacific time, we have the sun at 6 degrees of Gemini in 52 minutes. We can round that shit up to 7 degrees. Square to Saturn at the same degrees of Pisces, right? So if you have anything at or around 7 degrees of a mutable sign, this is really going to hit you. You're going to really feel it. And for those who are in early stages of studying astrology, mutable signs are Gemini, Pisces, Virgo, and Sagittarius. So sun square to Saturn is a tricky transit because the sun is our sense of identity. It's our vitality. It's a planet that governs resiliency, wanting to be seen, uh, feeling true to yourself. And Saturn is a harsh encounter with reality. Saturn is lessons learned through sweat and tears. Saturn is toil and endurance. Saturn is wisdom through lived experience. So often when we experience any kind of square to or from Saturn, our energy feels low. We feel a lack of vitality or resiliency. And it feels like there's some sort of a scarcity, a scarcity of attention, a scarcity of love, a scarcity of energy, a scarcity of resources. I mean, it could be anything, really. Saturn governs scarcity. And therefore, it can make us feel shitty. It can make us feel like we we can't do better, uh, like there isn't going to be better, or we can compare ourselves to people or situations that we think are better. Now, none of this is especially helpful, but again, feelings are feelings are feelings. And what we want to do with our feelings, even our shitty ones, is to create some space to feel them because it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel bad. We want to listen to our feelings, make space for our feelings so that we can then cope with our feelings. When we jump away from shitty or hard to feel emotions, what happens is we try to correct a problem that may or may not actually even be a problem. Not all of our difficult emotions are problems. It's on some meaningful level an abandonment of self. So don't abandon yourself when you feel some sort of scarcity. You know, that's when you need to fortify yourself, to strengthen yourself. Now, this transit can coincide with feelings of loneliness, which is, again, no fun. It may be an important time to check in with yourself, to tap into your own existential responsibility to yourself or your own uh, kind of wisdom, a.k.a. sense of duty and ambition for how you want to be with yourself, to yourself, as well as in the world with others. Sun square to Saturn, it's not easy. And the kind of pessimism and depressiveness that it can kick up are challenging. But there's a reason why it happens. It is meant to be a test of our integrity or character, uh, a test of, again, how well we know ourselves and how we are or are not embodying our sun, our sense of self, our identity, right? This can be a transit that brings you in contact with consequences 
consequences for things you did or didn't do. And sometimes that's wonderful. It's certainly possible some people will experience this transit as like, ah, validation, shit is coming together. And if that's the case, I will tell you, uh, kudos to you. Job well done. This transit, usually because it's a square, is challenging. So, you know, sometimes the challenge is you get what you asked for. And that's a great thing. And sometimes it's not so much a good thing. But either way, it is valuable to look at how your own behavior, your own participation or lack thereof has led you to this moment, whether it's your situation or how you feel, right? Not to put guilt on yourself. There's no value in guilt. It's to have a humble understanding or acceptance of, you know, again, consequences of actions. Some people will experience this transit as struggles with authority figures. Saturnian figures are often people who are like your boss or the person in the relationship who's more of the paternal figure. It could be, you know, your actual parent or some sort of situation that, again, plays some sort of paternal role in your life. And if that happens, again, it's valuable to try to stay present and to look at your own participation, how you engage, how you interact or respond when you feel fear or scarcity, when you feel humbled, that's a meaningful thing for you to understand about yourself because it's a meaningful reflection of the parts of you that come out when emotions run high. The good news is that a sun square to Saturn is a powerful transit for getting real, getting your shit together, and getting clarity about what needs your attention, where to bring that attention so that you have a plan or so that you can create a plan and you can devote time and efforts to, you know, improving or sustaining a thing. But because this is a transit to Saturn, I got to say, don't put shit off. This is a huge mistake. We want to, under Saturn transits, again, transits to or from Saturn, cope and deal because Saturn teaches us adulting. And, you know, how adulting works, you know, we're supposed to get in there, get our hands dirty, get it done, and then go wash our hands. That's how that that's how that's supposed to work. If you're somebody who is prone to depression or depressive feelings or loneliness, isolation, all that kind of shit, you may be feeling that way. You may not. But it's good to know in advance that it's coming so that you can do stuff to call in reinforcements. Right. Right. Okay. now that brings us, my friends, to June, June of 2023. On the 2nd of June, we have an exact transit between Venus and Neptune. Venus will be at 27 degrees of Cancer and forming a trine to Neptune at 27 degrees of Pisces. And that's exact at 3.42 p.m. Pacific time. Venus trine Neptune is really a lovely transit. It is a transit that can put us in kind of a romantic frame of mind. And when I say romantic, it can be like romantic in a a like dating kind of way, but it could just as easily be a transit that kicks inspiration into gear, that connects you with your muse, that has you just like, you know, I don't know, like listening to a shuffle of music and just be inspired by a song or discover some kind of music that you weren't listening to before and, and be really transported by it. Venus trine to Neptune. It's just a lovely, inspiring transit. It's a great way to start off the month, especially because we're just coming off those Sun-Saturn vibes. So this transit is basically excellent for any kind of creative or romantic stuff, but it can lead to a little bit of like self-indulgence. 
uh, spending too much time on the endless scroll or, you know, whatever. Just basically kind of like daydreaming your day away, which I don't think is the worst thing in the world. It certainly doesn't look destructive. And the best part of this transit is that it increases our empathy. It increases our sense of care for others our compassion and our empathy for ourselves and for others. And this is, of course, greatly needed right now. You know, I read I read uh, in NBC News that China is bracing for a new wave of COVID infections, that NBC reports can see as many as 65 million new cases per week, not per month, 65 million cases per week this month in June. Unfortunately, that leaves way for lots of, you know, variants, all to say. This transit comes just in time for us to be empathetic and to center community-minded action where we are prioritizing the most vulnerable of us and not the strongest of us in our actions. So Venus trying Neptune, tap into it. Public schools are really struggling right now. That's why I want you to know about Donors Choose. They connect the public to public schools. Their mission is to make it easy for everyone to help a teacher in need, moving us closer to a nation where students in every community have the tools and experiences they need for a great education. You can donate money to classrooms around the U.S., and it's very easy to do. Go to DonorsChoose.org to support a classroom today. That brings us to... Uh, The full moon in Sagittarius. Yes, we have a full moon in Sagittarius happening at exactly 8.42 p.m. Pacific time on June 3rd. And this is happening at 13 degrees of Sag and 18 minutes. Uh, The sun will be at 13 degrees of Gemini. And so, again, if you have any planets that are around 13 degrees of a mutable sign, you're going to really feel this transit. And as you know, full moons are a time when emotions come to the surface, right? Anything you were trying to push down uh, or you didn't know how to cope with, they come to the surface during a full moon. And, you know, luckily we are moving away from eclipse season, but emotions are still really running high. And this full moon has a lot of important things for us to talk about. The kind of like general take and read of this full moon in Sagittarius is that we have the opportunity to learn big lessons, to expand our vision by, at least in part, considering where we are pointing our energies, like where our emotional energies are focused, where our personal life is focused, and not by what's happening to us, but by how we're choosing to engage and participate. When we're looking at Sagittarius, we're often considering the truth, the real truth. Sagittarius is one of those zodiac signs that is both academic and religious. And the reason why it as a zodiac sign is associated with both of those things is because it's associated with big truths, right? And so this is a really important time to be checking in with your own philosophies and whether or not you're living in accordance with them, checking in with your own beliefs and whether or not they need any kind of revamping. Because at 13 degrees, the sun and moon are forming a wide, but nonetheless present, T-square to Saturn. Saturn's at seven degrees of Pisces. This can kick up a sense of, again, depressiveness, right? We've already talked about the sun square to Saturn. It can kick up a sense of 
heaviness where we're struggling with, these are all the things I want to do, but I can't because X, Y, and Z is in my way. Or I should be able to do this. What's wrong with me? Right. So this full moon, unfortunately, even though it's a full moon in Sag, which on paper sounds delightful, unfortunately, this full moon may really stimulate some scarcity based emotions, feelings of being really stuck. And you know what? You may be stuck. And if you are stuck, coming into mental and emotional presence with the stuckedness is actually a very important step towards unsticking yourself, right? Becoming conscious and present is foundational to coming up with an answer, coming up with a strategy, or even just coping with the emotions or with shitty situations, which all of us find ourselves in at least sometimes in life. So this is a full moon in which to get real. (laughs) Sagittarius and Gemini, are they the two zodiac signs most associated with getting real? Uh, no. Pisces also? Mm, No. But that's the call. Now, that's not the only T-square we've got in this chart. We've also got a Venus-Pluto opposition. This transit won't be exact until the 5th of June, a whole two days away. But they are opposite each other, close enough, and they're forming a T-square to Jupiter, the planet that rules over Sagittarius. So this is a really important T-square to pay attention to. Here we are dealing with tension again. We're dealing with tension around our relationships, our values, our sense of belonging, and that pesky, obsessive, fixated parts of our brains that keep on going to comparison or to convictions about how you're supposed to be or how other people are supposed to be. And because Venus and Pluto are both forming a square to Jupiter, who, by the way, is conjunct the North Node in Taurus, We have an extra problem here, which is that if we don't cultivate a vision of being, of how we can live that holds meaning, but is also materially sustainable, possible, achievable, then we're setting ourselves up. So I think it's important that I let you know that this full moon may bring up relationship shit, especially if you're already in relationship shit. And it's important to remember that the truth is true, whether you want to name it, whether you want to accept it, whether you want to confront it. The truth is true, whether or not you want it to be. And so if we are actually trying to deal with reality and improve the quality of our lives and the world around us in reality, first, we got to get we got to get here, right? And Jupiter is super distractible. Now, I should share that not all three of these planets are fixed. We've got Pluto at zero degrees of Aquarius, Jupiter at four of Taurus, and Venus is at 28, almost 29 degrees of Cancer. Because Pluto and Jupiter are still forming that square to each other, we have the opportunity for big growth. We have the opportunity for big healing, for creating repair. And because Venus is involved, this may be in regards to our finances, to our personal relationships or ultimately to our values and our value systems, right? And this full moon, there's going to be big emotions and potentially big consequences for these themes. So if you're going to be doing any kind of clearing or cleansing work this full moon, I really want to encourage you to include in the process of it, first getting present, acknowledging the truth, all the truths, even if they're paradoxical, even if they're messy, 
right? You don't have to be able to understand the contradicting pieces in order to accept that there are contradicting pieces. And in order to figure out what you're supposed to do about that, in order to figure out how to work on that, if it's even possible or smart to work on it, you got to be able to sit with it, to accept that this is the truth that you're feeling right now. And honestly, sometimes just sitting with the truth instead of running from it or trying to convert it into a narrative or fix it changes the truth. And that's, I don't know, I think that's really interesting and really cool. So this is going to be, I would say, a very emo full moon. And hopefully I've given you some tools for preparing for it. Now, I will also say in the context of the world, I think what we are going to continue to see is oppressive and repressive legislation around trans and non-binary peoples and women's rights. And unfortunately, we can see this through the Pluto, Venus, Jupiter, Michigas. And we really want to pay attention to what politicians and agents of social change are doing, not what they're saying. We want to pay attention to what they're doing this full moon. Because between this fixed T-square and the mutable T-square that points to Saturn, there may be some old guard kind of restrictive energy at play here, right? And because Saturn's involved, we know it involves white supremacy and patriarchy. We are living through really transformational times, and it will require all of our participation and intention, not just thoughts and prayers, but like actual participation. Thoughts and prayers are cool. I am a fan. Energy work is my jam. But we don't want to limit ourselves to that. We want to add in actual participation, material participation as well. And, you know, it's hard to do that if you don't know what's going on in the world. So I want to invite you to really pay attention to what's going on in the world. But I'm going to throw in a curveball to say uh, this full moon may have us seeing a meaningful uptick in the spread of propaganda because mutable signs are so associated with the news. If you are trying to learn new things and, you know, engaging with news or any other kind of form of learning, make sure you check your sources, you know, make sure that you do your best to check your sources, you know, to, to stay embodied, even if you learn something that sparks big emotion. Because again, it's a full moon. So the big lesson we're learning here is how to be with our big emotions without acting out against ourselves or others, without running away or making things worse with our attitudes or behaviors. I mean, listen, all you can do is your best. And I hope you damn do. I hope you damn do. And if you don't, learn from it. And that, my friends, is your horoscope. I thank you so much for listening to Ghost of a Podcast. If you get value from the show, please do write a a nice five-star review. It makes such a difference for this little DIY show, as well as hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts, because that also does make a pretty big difference to uh, independent podcasts like this little baby. I want to let you know it is going to be the first of the month this week. And on the first of every month on the kittens level of my Patreon, I drop a month ahead horoscope. So if you want to, you know, get to know the astrology of June 2023, go ahead and join me there on Patreon. Wherever you're at, whatever you do, I hope you are taking good care of yourself and others. And I will talk to you in just a couple of days. Bye-bye.